Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our MBSE podcast. Today, we will have an episode which I guess many of you have waited for a long time, because today we will have a talk about the first methodology. And as Tim is author of a methodology, uh, we will take Sysmod and its companions, Vamos and Fuss. Um, sorry, I have to... Ah, okay, great. Um, I heard myself, uh, <laughs> so I had to mute myself. So, okay, uh, we are talking about Sysmod and Vamos and Fuss and what these three things are and how they are related. And therefore, yeah, Tim, maybe we can start directly with the first question. What is a methodology? Yeah, well, that's a very good question. And um, as for many terms in systems engineering, it seems to be simple in the first view, but well, it isn't. <laughs> um, so there are many terms around methodology. You have methodology, method, and process and tasks, so there are many terms that are of use uh, synonymously, um, um, but uh, there aren't. So, and um, so personally, I like the definition from James Martin, uh, which he provides in his book, Systems Engineering Guidebook, uh, a process for developing systems and products from 1996. That's also the definition Jeff Estefan used in his paper about the MBSE methodologies. That's a quite famous paper. It's uh, freely available. If you Google it, Jeff Estefan, MBSE methodologies, he gave an overview about MBSE methodologies, but it's quite old. <laughs> um, and in, in the introduction chapter, he also defined um, methodology in other terms uh, using James Martin's definitions. And uh, well, I have to read this um, to be correct. Um, so James Martin defines a methodology as a collection of related processes, methods, and tools. So processes and methods um, are no synonyms uh, for methodology. They have different meanings. So a methodology is this collection. And now, according to James Martin, a process is a logical sequence of tasks uh, um, performed to achieve a particular objective. So for example, a requirements engineering process or a system architecting process, a validation process, and, and so on. And um, a method, a method describes the techniques to perform a task. So in a requirements engineering process, you could have a task to uh, define use cases. And then you can apply a use case method, uh, okay. how to do it. Um, yeah, and finally, a part of the definition of a methodology was the term tool. Uh, it's a, a related processes, methods, and tools. And a tool is um, well, it's just a thing, an instrument that applied to a method can enhance the efficiency of the task. So you can do use case analysis with a pen as a tool uh, or with a system and modeling tool and so mm -hmm. on. So that's, that's the tool. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think this is very, very important for many people who are starting with systems engineering to exactly, yeah, understand these, uh, this difference. And, uh, for me, a process is something that you want to make repeatable and, uh, something mm -hmm. which is connected to roles and or to people who are performing these roles with 
certain methods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Cool. And I think it's important that a methodology is uh, is a collection, so it's more like a toolbox. Uh, the methodology itself is not a strict process. It's, mm -hmm. it's a toolbox uh, that contains processes and other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is uh, also much uh, liter literature about PMT in general. So if you want to know more about methodologies, you can also Google for PMT very often and you will find something. Okay, so today we want to speak about one certain methodology uh, called SysMod and VAMOS and FAS. And mm -hmm. Tim, how are they related to each other? Uh, so SysMod is, is an MBSE methodology and it's mainly used for requirements engineering system architecture. So, so the main uh, technical processes in systems engineering. And in addition, it also contains some, some methods for, for the adoption of MBSE and it also considers uh, consulting and training and the setup of the technical MBSE environment, things like that. But the main part is uh, requirements, engineering and, and system architecture. So that's that's SysMod. Um, VAMOS stands for Variant Modeling with SysML. And um, well, that one is is a, it's only a method, so it's not a full methodology that describes how to model variability with SysML, um, independent of any specific product line engineering tool. That was one of the main objectives of, of Vamos, um, to have a, um, an approach purely based on, on the SysML standard uh, and OCL, which is, mm -hmm. so to say, part of SysML. And Vamos is defined in the context of SysMod. So uh, concretely, there's a SysMod profile available and part of the profile are the Vamos stereotypes, but they are independent of each other. So that's, uh, and uh, the third one was FAS. Correct. <laughs> uh, FAS stands for Functional Architectures for Systems. Uh, that's a method. So it's also not a methodology. It's, it's uh, only a method. Uh, for deriving a functional architecture from from use cases uh, representing the functional requirements and uh, i found this method together with yes Golam around um, uh, more than 10 years ago wow <laughs> and uh, we published it in the systems engineering journal from wiley and the current version is published in our book model-based system architecture mm -hmm. okay um, so we now know about the methods and we know, we know we, we have to implement it in processes to get it running. Um, mm -hmm. but what about the tools? Is it bound to a specific tool? Um, no, no, they are not bound to a specific tool. Um, of course it's uh, good to use a system L modeling tool for them. So they are, um, or at least SysMod is independent of system L. Of course, it fits very well to SysML. So at least you need a SysML modeling tool and a modeling tool which is um, yeah, almost conformed to the standard. Uh, but it's not specific uh, then to, to any of the, of the tools. Um, nevertheless, uh, as of today, there are plugins available and, and containing the, the profiles uh, for, for some modeling tools. But they are only for, for the convenience. Uh, so. If you use a SysML modeling tool, which is conformed to the standard and allows profiles and stereotypes, you can easily define the profiles yourself. It's a, it's a pure SysML modeling task. 
So it's no need to, to do some programming or so. And while defining your profiles um, yourself is, uh, is a very good idea, and in any case, you should customize the methodology. So you cannot use SysMod, Vamos, FAS, um, or any other methodology uh, out of the box. Uh, maybe only at the beginning as a, as a, as a starting point, but mm -hmm. in the end, um, you must customize the task uh, to your specific needs, and then you need your own profile. Okay. Yeah, also a very important point, um, which uh, from my point of view is sometimes, um, yeah, the blocking element to um, uh, to, for, for the adoption of systems engineering for many companies. Because for right. having your own profile, you have to have much knowledge about systems engineering in general, about mm -hmm. methods, and about the SysML and the profiling mechanism. Yeah, and um, it, um, yeah, only what, a few persons must know the, the profile mechanism, but every modeler must know it. But interestingly, there's very less information available how to do this. Uh, of mm -hmm. course, you find in some, some system, it's uh, pure UML stuff in UML books, how to define stereotypes, but, but you must know the, the meta model behind it. And well, I think it's only documented in the specification, and the specification is not a good document to read. It's, mm -hmm. it's the specification. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are no teaching books, uh, no trainings available how to do profiling, but, and, but everyone needs it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally correct. And we will go into the meta model uh, a little bit deeper in a uh, follow-up question. But first of all, um, you said FUS is more than 10 years old. Uh, when and how did you invent the SysMod? Yeah, SysMod is well, about 20 years old, I think. Yeah, around. And but I, I don't see myself as an inventor of SysMods. Um, I'm more the the editor or orchestrator also um, of it, uh, because SysMod contains lots and lots of methods that are very common. Yeah? So I'm not the inventor of uh, use case methods and so on. Um, so in, in detail, I have fine-tuned it so that everything fits well together. And I also did the, the mapping to to system L or the detailed mapping to system L, but in general, it's a set of common common methods. Yeah, and I did this around 20 years ago, and it's based on the methods um, based on, on, on the UML and software engineering during that time. They were quite famous. Um, and I have transferred them into to systems and, and to, to system L. Oh, and, okay. Well, since then, SysMod has developed further, of course, uh, but the core is very stable, so it's quite the same than 20 years ago. Okay, uh, I, I really didn't know that it has a UML history. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it was well, 20 years, it's uh, 2001 or 2002, <laughs> so during that time. Uh, during that time, I was already a consultant and trainer for, for modeling, and during that time, UML, so SysML was not invented yet. and. Um, most of my customers did UML modeling for software engineering, but I also had some customers, uh, they used UML for business processes. Mm -hmm. And I had some customers that do processes independent of, of software. They would just like to describe their business processes or production processes. And I had some customers that 
would like to use the, the common UML methodologies during that time, uh, well, that was uh, methodologies based on UML, um, to um, describe systems. Um, so I remember a customer who would like to describe uh, harbor equipment, mm -hmm. <laughs> so cranes, etc., cetera, uh, with UML. Okay. And it worked very well. Interesting. And then in 2003, uh, we started with SystemL in the OMG to develop it. And uh, during the development of SystemL, uh, during, I uh, uh, created uh, SysMod because I mm -hmm. tried to adapt uh, or adapt the, the, the system language we, we developed uh, on an example. And at the end, we, we had, or the team had developed SystemL and I had developed uh, SysMod. And, uh, ah, okay, okay, interesting. Okay, so um, SysMod is very much, uh, as if, if I remember correctly, it's very much mm -hmm. about uh, describing the context and, uh, and an architecture, but Looking on the architecture side, we also have the the functional view of a system, um, mm -hmm. and FAS is exactly is a method for exactly this aspect of view of the system. But what was the reason to invent an own method for that? Yeah, so so SysMod does not contain functional architectures. SysMod, the, the architecture is a, it's a physical architecture. Um, but it's, uh, so to say, a side way in, in SysMod, uh, instead of going directly from, from the functional analysis use cases to the physical architecture, you can go to the functional architecture and then to the physical architecture. And well, functional architectures, uh, or functions, um, um, well, they are quite important. No? They're, they're the, the most important things of a system. That's why <laughs> we built the system to get the functionality. No? I, I get that. Uh, we built a car to to move people to move things no? and it's not because it's nice no. for some people it's just because it's nice no? uh, so uh, functions are important so it makes sense to focus on them um, but typically uh, requirements engineers have a focus on um, functions when they elaborate functional requirements and so but the architects they have a focus on on the architecture so on the the technical stuff and speaking of um, system also they look on the block diagrams and they have do not have a focus on activity diagrams sometimes a bit on, on state machines and so uh, but the, their main focus is on, on the pure structural stuff mm -hmm. um, so the, the idea was to to put a focus on the functions for the architects um, and well that was I was one of the main motivations, I would say. Um, and the other motivation was in, in the in the architecture world to strictly separate the more stable functional part from the more unstable uh, technical part. Uh, mm -hmm. In particular, in, uh, in the last years, uh, technology changes very fast, uh, while functions are still very stable. So a very illustrative, simple example is that I I very often daily use the function listen to music mm -hmm. and uh, I do this since well, 40 years or so or longer. Um, and I, I guess birthday. I guess nearly 50 years. You had a birthday last week yeah, or the week before. I don't know if I started as a baby. Not actively, I guess. <laughs> but well, the, the first physical solution was probably a cassette player or a record player. 
Um, and then I remember in the 1980s, the uh, CD player uh, with dire straits and so, <laughs> and then MP3 player, and now I use streaming services. Well, even the business models has changed, but the function is still the same. So, of course, there are more functions now in the streaming service than in the cassette player, but uh, so it's a little bit simplified, uh, but very illustrative mm -hmm. and, and shows the point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the. Yeah. Uh, example I once learned in a training uh, with, or was it was it a training or was it uh, a speech, um, a presentation from you um, with the um, Coca-Cola machine, uh, where you also have uh, basic functionalities <laughs> which didn't change over the years. Uh, it still mm -hmm. cools uh, the drink. It still mm -hmm. uh, you have still to, uh, have to pay. The drink, uh, the technology for paying the drink is different from now to the 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s, where you mm -hmm. only had the possibility to pay with coins. Now you can also pay with credit card or by NFC with your watch or your mobile phone mm -hmm. and so on. But uh, the basic functionality uh, pay for the drink is still the same, uh, pay mm -hmm. for the beverage. Okay. Yeah. And we have more and more decoupling of functions and, and the hardware <laughs> or the mm -hmm. physical parts. So uh, they were, were much closer in the past. So simply said, in the past, it was a one-to-one -one relationship. I have one function and one mm -hmm. physical thing to implement it. And uh, now it's more, more decoupled. And if we still focus on the pure physical things, uh, we uh, have no focus on the functions anymore. And then we, we get problems. Now we, we optimize the physical part without knowing the impact on the functions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, function is a good uh, good point. So um, in FAS, you modeled the function as a block. Mm -hmm. um, and my question would be, why not modeling as an activity, as activity inherits from structural and behavioral metaclasses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, but we, we have two kinds of functions, so to say, we have the function in the problem space, um, and that function is still represented by an activity um, as a part of the use case model, so that we use activities. And basically, we could also use the, the activities in the solution space, so in the architecture world, um, because in uh, well in SysML, the activity model element can be depicted on a block definition diagram. That's possible, um, and to, uh, yeah, you can show relationships between activities, so composite relationships or so. Mm -hmm. But you cannot show the the object flow, so you cannot show the the parameters of the activity in the block definition diagram, mm -hmm. and you cannot connect them. And that's what you would like to see is, yeah, simply set you know, the architecture view boxes, uh, interfaces and connections. <laughs> yeah. And so that's not possible with an activity. So we, we need the block for that. Um, so we pick the block, uh, the functional block and the functional block represents uh, a set of related functions. Um, and the functional block gets ports, mm -hmm. um, depicting the, uh, functional interfaces and in the internal block diagram we can connect all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. and, well, and another reason is the functional block is um, well the, the semantics of the functional block does not fit to the semantics of an activity. An activity is a is a behavioral element, and 
shows the sequencing of actions. And the functional block is more, more a set of mm -hmm. related functions. So all functions that can process audio signals also are in that block. Yeah, so and not, a, not a sequence, so mm -hmm. a complete sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to give it a behavior, you can still put a behavior diagram uh, on it. Yeah. And yeah, a block can can own behaviors, uh, exactly. else, so it mm -hmm. can own the, the activity diagrams. Then that's possible if you would like to to have that. Yeah. And well, you said you you listen to to a speech or a training. So did you use Fuss by yourself? <laughs> uh, indeed, I did. Um, it was more or less in uh, the beginning of my uh, systems engineering career uh, when I had an OSI training with. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, it was Stefan Roth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was uh, very impressed about his knowledge of uh, the UML meta model and everything was new for me. And it was uh, really interesting. But besides the, the whole SysML stuff, um, we, we had a big focus on the method, on the fast method in this training. And it was very valuable to uh, or it was my moment in my life where I first understood what a systems engineering method does. Mm -hmm. um, we had this um, example of the forest fire detection system. Yes. yes. Uh, and um, yeah, it, it was extremely interesting because you, you go through these uh, steps, these method steps, and we created a functional architecture where we saw hmm, something can't be right. So we, we had uh, many... Uh, is it functional flows or, or something as uh, many flows mm -hmm. between um, uh, the functional architecture and uh, it didn't seem uh, to be right. And so we went back one step and we, we followed the instructions again for this one step. And uh, then we, we <laughs> saw, oh, wow, now we get an architecture, which, yeah, is, is on the one hand simple, on the other hand, uh, straightforward. Uh, not so many interconnections between uh, the d different functional blocks. And yeah, it was very interesting uh, to do that. And yeah, that was my first impression of mm. FUS. Yeah. I had a similar experience in a, in a real project that was also quite interesting. So we, we did use case analysis and then the plan was to derive the functional architecture. Mm -hmm. And in the workshop there were requirements engineers and system architects together so mm -hmm. uh, and first we started with the use cases and well the system architects for them it was a little bit boring it's not not their world it's mm -hmm. not block diagrams no it's flow diagrams <laughs> activities <laughs> and of course they they said things no yeah nice and yeah correct and, mm -hmm. um, but the, there was no energy there uh, and then th we used the fast plugin uh, that was developed by the gfse working group um, and with the fast plug-in you can uh, create the the first version of the functional architecture more or less automatically of course you have to do some steps remember but then you create it automatically so we did that so bang and we had the functional architecture and then the archit uh, architects so, no there's something wrong <laughs> that cannot be true so th this this architect gut feeling uh, they they see this pattern of an architecture and see that's 
there's something wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they analyzed it when we, there's a, a lot of traceability and, and we could trace it back and there was an error then um, in the use case model. Mm. Um, but they had not seen that before because, well, that's not their word. And their gut feeling uh, mm. uh, does not work no, in, in the use case world, but it works on the, on the, on the architecture world. So it was quite interesting. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Good story. So I guess mm -hmm. it was was interesting for both sides. Um, yes. That yeah, defining <laughs> use cases is important, but you can do shitty stuff in uh, in this uh, in this stage. And uh, yeah, if you can trace mm -hmm. it back, you you will even have a bad functional architecture, or you will have uh, some some change in a later phase, which is very expensive uh, mm -hmm. regularly right yeah so it's, it's quite a nice method and it's easy to apply in workshops even for people who have no modeling knowledge right? mm -hmm. you can do this with with cards and so on it works very well i did this also on conferences in in four hour workshops also we we created from the beginning of a system idea until the functional architecture we were able to do this in, in four hours or so mm -hmm. um of course very simplified on that uh, but, but it works without uh, uh, modeling knowledge. Yep. So, and but if you model it, then of course it gets a little bit complicated. Um, if you use the the plugins, then uh, a lot of that stuff is uh, behind the scenes mm -hmm. in the scripts. Mm -hmm. But if you have to do this completely yourself, it's it's a lot of modeling because it's not directly supported by by SysML. SysML does not know the concept of functional architecture. Yeah. So. Uh, system does also does not know the concept of system contexts and mm -hmm. so if you want to model those things um then you have uh, sometimes do a lot of things <laughs> so do a lot of modeling um so the the modeling could be very hard and if you are not so experienced with modeling then it distracts you from the real interesting engineering mm -hmm. stuff and you focus on the system uh hurdles and so um yeah. that's yeah, probably yeah. a disadvantage mm -hmm. yeah but Everything you, you said in the last sentences is also true for variant mo modeling. And mm -hmm. uh, so, oh, yeah. interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's switch to Vamos. Uh, so, um, basically, Vamos addresses another missing piece uh, besides functional architecture, system context, and so on. And uh, in a uh, missing piece in the SysML, uh, so to say. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, with Vamos, you invented a method to make it possible to model variability in UML and SysML, right? Uh, yes, right. So um, SysML version one, I must say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, correct. <laughs> yeah. Now, nowadays, we have to say SysML yeah. version one. Yeah. <laughs> version one uh, doesn't have explicit model elements for variance. Right? It's not part of the language. And I remember that we discussed that uh, variant modeling issue when we developed SysML version one now, 20 years ago. So um, so the, the idea was to create a modeling language, a systems modeling language as simple as possible for, for various reasons. Um, so that was the reason why we did not explicitly included variant modeling to the language. Um, and at the same time, it was clear for us that um, you can do modeling variants with SysML. It's possible to do that, although there's no explicit model element. But you can do this mainly with the generalization relationship. Right? It's a kind of. Right? So, 
uh, core variant modeling relationships, so to say. Um, but we ex uh, explicitly excluded it from the language. Now, otherwise, well, then we also had to include safety, which is important, and, and other things. And then, um, yeah, it would have uh, cost more years to develop SysML, and it's a oh. very large language, and then you need tools that implement it and, and all this problem. So it was intended to have a simple uh, modeling language. Um, yeah, and then, well, SysML was published. The project started using SysML, and of course, the question came up, well, how to model variants of SysML? <laughs> and uh, then people say, well, you use the generalization relationship, but yeah, how to use it, no? and how to model a variation point, and how to do this and this and that, and how to model uh, um, variant constraints, no? like uh, exclusive or of two variants uh -huh. or requires. And yeah, there's a constraint relationship in, in SysML. You can use that one. But, uh, how to do this so and that was the idea of the the famous approach not um to show how to do variant modeling with pure system l so uh, including stereotypes but uh there's no need for for a specific um tool no? so, mm -hmm. so you can define variation points variants um variant constraints um all the stuff and configurations and, in the end and configurations yeah and um I also developed uh, the OCL statements behind the constraints, so these exclusive or, and so you can create yeah, a variant configuration in the model, and if the tool can execute the OCL constraints, uh, the, the model can check if it's a valid configuration or not. So you have this variant configuration uh, inside the modeling tool based on pure standards. So that's uh -huh. quite nice, but well, variant modeling is a very complex thing. That's a multi-dimensional configuration space. So it's um, an inherent complex thing. Uh, and if you now use a modeling tool that has no convenience functions for that, that just uses the stereotypes from, from Bamos, uh, then you have a, a, a limit there. So it's, if it's getting too complex, then it's really hard to manage those models mm. in, the, in the system modeling tool. Okay. Uh, did you ever use it in another SysML tool outside Cameo Systems Modeler? Um, yeah, also in um, with Enterprise Architect, yeah. uh, but without the OCL stuff. Okay. Um, so the OCL statements are not executed, but uh, the, the description of the um, variance is possible with Enterprise Architect and uh, I think, yeah, also with, um, with Rhapsody. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I think a few weeks ago, uh, Villa Software Tools published uh, the famous uh -huh. profile for Rhapsody. Ah, I think, it's, okay. I think it's in their blog, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. oh, exactly. Yeah, we can look yeah. it up and, and put it in the uh, episode description mm -hmm. if we find it. Yeah, and, and uh, in another project uh, we combined uh, parts of the Vamos approach with uh, pure systems mm -hmm. so with, with the tool the the pure systems tool and the similar tool is uh, from from big lever uh, mm -hmm. I don't, don't gears? Know, the same I gears yes mm -hmm. yes right um so they can manage the the feature model and they can manage the configurations mm -hmm. um but they do not um contain the capability for for the to model the configuration model so you can do the configuration model with, with the famous approach uh -huh. uh, but manage then the configurations with uh, pure variance for example okay 
Yeah, yeah it reminds me that combine it. <laughs> reminds me of uh, that we that we really should invite Danilo Boyche in uh, yes. our podcast <laughs> yes. uh, because yes. he can tell us very very much about uh, product line engineering, feature oriented domain analysis, and so on and so further. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Speaking speaking of uh, variation points and variants and everything that Bamos brings with it, um, this is already included in System LV2, isn't it? So is there still mm -hmm. a need for Bamos later on? Um, well, I have not analyzed that in detail. Um, so System LV2 will contain variant concepts um, based on the ISO standard. And there are four variant concepts that should be part of the language, variation point, uh, variant, variation, variant binding, if I remember it correctly. Mm -hmm. So the, the core concepts of variant modeling. Um, so not all concepts of VAMOS are covered by system LV2. Um, so I assume that I will create an update mm -hmm. um, on how VAMOS looks like with system LV2 especially to support the migration from system LV1 to system LV2 models, which use VAMOS. Um, but most parts of the current VAMOS, I think, is uh, then obsolete in the future. And in the long term, I would then focus more um, on the variant modeling methods in VAMOS. So VAMOS is now more, more language or language extension mm -hmm. and yeah. a definition of the variant concepts and not so much a method. Um, so I think it will focus then more on the method. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, there's a new interesting upcoming discipline model-based product line engineering, MBPLE, mm -hmm. um, which well, it's product line engineering with models. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think there, there's a lot of um, um, space to, to define more methods or so. So it's a, I think that that's the future of VAMOS. Okay, interesting. All right, so um, I think we are through with Sysmod, Vemos, and Fuss with the basic concepts. Who uh, wants to know more? Um, we will link all the books uh, which were published from Tim to all these topics. And uh, if you want a training, you can directly go to Ose and uh, yeah, ask them for consultancy and training. And if you enjoyed this episode, give us a thumbs up, uh, subscribe to the channel for free here on YouTube to not miss out any future episode. Yeah. Future episode. What's the next episode? That's a good question. Can you answer <laughs> it? I can't. Uh... Uh, yeah, no, I, I know that we look for, or we, we are in contact with the company Ink Query, a mm -hmm. very interesting company, uh, but we plan an episode with them in October, November or so, probably look for a date, uh, but we will definitely do an episode before October, November. Um, and well, no, we have not defined it yet. So yeah, we'll so that. <laughs> if you, if you, our listeners have an idea uh, let's uh, give us give us a hint in uh, the comments in the comment section uh, what you want to hear about uh, maybe it's uh, a little bit an update of system lv2 because there we are nearly at the final submission um, or other topics 
around systems engineering. Um, if not, we will. We have a long list of spe of speakers who hmm. should be invited by us soon, and and topics. So uh, this should not be the end of the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, Tim was nice to speak to you. It was even nicer to speak to you in person on Monday in <laughs> Switzerland. Yes, that was a great conference, the Swiss Ed. Absolutely. Perfect. And great weather directly on the Zurich Sea, uh, on the Zurich Lake, um, was was a great conference, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, thanks for listening. And do not forget. Trust us. We are systems, we are systems engineers. engineers. Goodbye. Bye-bye.